Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. It seems that pretty much every couple has a fight or an argument or a disagreement or something like that. But however you do it, um, the key is to work through it and find some sort of a resolution. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley, and they're in charge of our marriage department here at Focus. Aaron, what helps you keep, um, let's call it a healthy perspective, after there's been an argument? It's important to begin that process even during the argument. And there's a lot of self-soothing that goes on amidst conflict to know that we're going to be okay. This is good for me. This is good for our marriage to have differing opinions and to have hard conversations. And so it's it's a lot of self-soothing because often amidst conflict, we fear abandonment. We fear rejection. We fear feeling not good enough or failure or whatever it is. So it's being aware of that. And it's really going after your own heart and soothing to say, you know what, we're going to get through this and we're going to be better because of it. So start with me mm-hmm. and where I'm at and look toward being productive somehow yes. out of this. Okay, Greg, would you have anything to add to that? For me, it's it's asking for God's perspective. And, and you know, it's easy for me when, when we're fighting for me to begin to see Aaron in a really negative light or to think, oh, here we go again. She's always like this. Nothing I do is ever good enough. It's It's easy to start to... To kind of avalanche from there, but but when I take a moment and just say, God, how do you see Aaron right now? And show me her through your eyes. What often happens is that that now I'm able to give her grace. Now I'm able to remember that that regardless of how she's showing up right now, in a whatever irritating way, that that it's easy for me to then think about who she's been over the past 28 years. And that, that's the perspective I want. I don't want to just notice and be stuck on how she's showing up now. I want this more lifelong you know, perspective of who Aaron's really been. And all that helps just to keep me open. It, 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 it changes my perspective. But mm-hmm. that begins really with inviting God's perspective into the argument. Well, that's really good advice. And uh, Jim Daly and I talked with Pastor D.A. Horton and his wife, Alicia, We heard from them last time about some of those family of origin patterns that really negatively influence the relationship. They're going to talk now about how the gospel, uh, to Greg's point, can help you and your spouse work through conflict. Let me let me get to a key point in your book, which is great, and that is uh, the subtitle: "Fighting Together for a Gospel-Saturated Marriage." Some of us may not understand what that even means. Uh, Describe what a gospel-saturated marriage is. Basically, you know, I use the analogy of one time I was traveling and I like to iron my clothes and I like them to be crisp. So I travel with my own spray starch. Uh, It's it's a brand, (laughs) a brand that I've been using since I was a kid. And um, it leaked out of the container that I had and it literally got on everything. It literally saturated, got into the fabric of all of my clothes when I opened up that suitcase. And that's the idea that we think about gospel saturation. The gospel is the beautiful message that connects our story to God's story because the bridge is Jesus Christ. And the reality is, is that the gospel is not just something for my soul. It's for the whole of my being. Jesus' restorative work is for my mind, my behavior patterns, 
uh, my thought life, my emotions, the brokenness in my physical body, like all of these components, that when we begin to think through the saturation of the gospel, we wanted to basically invade and begin to transform through the Holy Spirit's power every fabric of who we are. DA, let me ask you this, uh, and I don't think it's just a male question. I think females struggle with this as well. How do you do that? I mean, you talked about before your your uh, marriage, two months out, you have this you know, verbal attack going on between each other out in the middle of the street for six hours, mm-hmm. which, by the way, that's a marathon. <laughs> and yeah. even drug dealers were moving away for those that may have joined us a little late. Yeah. You know, it's quite profound. How do you bring yourself back to this discipline of, okay, that was not right. Lord, mm-hmm. forgive me. I've got to do that better. After you do that three, four, five, 20 times in a day, it could be fatiguing to where you then stop fighting. Yeah. You don't look for saturation. You're looking for just getting dry. Yeah, no, and that's true. And that's true every day. Uh, The Christian faith and following Christ is not something that's just filled with the romantic only. It's real. I mean, Jesus incarnated into reality. He added to his full deity, full humanity. And so when Jesus embraced humanity and he incarnated, The reality of that says that, man, Jesus literally has the right to speak to every nuance of my life as a human being. Mm -hmm. And so with that, there is a discipline that is necessary. We have to, Romans chapter 12, we have to begin to think through how do we renew our minds? How do I stop my flesh from going into the behavior patterns that the world, my flesh, and the evil one desires? How do I fight that? What's through the Word of God? It's through prayer. It's through confessing. Uh, of our brokenness, confession of our sins, but even confession of our shortcomings and taking ownership of that and making our Christian walk with Jesus, one that is authentic, that is real, that speaks to the fact that we're not superhuman, we're not perfect, we're broken, but we're all in a process together. And in that case, I don't want to go by the praying together. I was just about to add that. Yeah, because you. you, you emphasize that in the book and it's so critical, but why? Um, I mean, that is obviously prayer is such a great way to gather our hearts together in that moment in time, especially when we are in the midst of our flesh. I mean, we're doing opposite of what our flesh wants to do. Our flesh doesn't want to pray. Our flesh doesn't want to stop and ask for forgiveness or stop and confess our sins. And so I'm thankful that we both have disciplined our hearts enough to know that when those moments come, I can say, hey, I need prayer right now. You yeah. know, I need us to really stop and ask the Lord to intervene in this moment before we say stuff that we're going to regret. We're going to move past hurts that we are not acknowledging, or we're going to just keep repeating the same patterns that we're trying to overcome. Yeah. And so for my husband and I, that's something that I'm thankful that we both do consistently, especially when we know we've had those rough days. I can go to him and say, I just need prayer right now, or he can go to me. And sometimes, and I, I love it, and I don't think it's that much cheese that stops him from asking for prayer. I just feel like sometimes, like we're talking about, he gets so beat down by the world yeah. and just everything going on that in that moment, I'll just go and grab him and say, I'm just going to pray for you. Is that well, okay? Well, and I would imagine yeah. a big byproduct of that then is this great emotional intimacy oh, for the two of you, which, you know, is kind of the core thing for all other intimacy. Yeah. But that you feel connected that way. But you came from that place, again, for those who may not have caught it at the top. You guys were fighting a lot. Oh, As we end today, I'm thinking of that couple. They know the Lord. But they're not fighting well, if mm. I could say it that way. Yeah. They, they aren't stopping and saying, hey, can we just pray together? What tripwire can they use to remind themselves to stop the negative engagement 
kind of the flesh engagement, the enemy's engagement with each other. Stop fighting with each other and say, okay, let, let's pray. How do you develop a, a discipline to do that? Because it doesn't come naturally. Yeah. That's only by God you can do that. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the first, obviously, is surrender the whole of who you are to Jesus. Uh, because fighting in our flesh, it, that's the natural response. But the supernatural response comes by embracing Christ and being indwelt by the Holy Spirit. And I think the practical application for that is to recognize that you're two broken human beings that are trying to fight with each other. Stop fighting each other and fight for each other. And that is best done when you are saying, let's humble our hearts. Prayer is a sacred time where we're communicating to the God of the universe and we are, he allows us into his Holy of Holies because Jesus has given us access. So let's go into the Holy of Holies in our time of need. That's what the author of Hebrews says. So let's go there, full bore in our flesh. We don't like each other right now. There's baggage, there's issues, there's brokenness, there's tension. And guess what? God has an open door policy. So run to God Amen. together and let him shape your togetherness in his presence. I really like that, DA, to fight for the couple, to yeah. fight for yourselves, not against yourselves. All right, so Greg, just kind of keeping the theme on having God at the center of the relationship, speak to the couple that is saying, that's not us, or maybe it's me, but it's not him, or uh, something like that. Yeah, I think part of humility is just acknowledging that I don't have all the right answers, that maybe my perspective might be skewed, um, maybe there's something going on that I'm unaware of, and what, what I love that God can provide is when I do ask him um, to give me your truth, help me to understand something. God, what am I missing? There, there's a way in which pursuing him in those moments of conflict, it 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 just gives me a, a very different perspective. And usually what it does is it keeps me humbled. And so for that couple that's going, yeah, but I don't yeah, we're not close to God. You know, the cool news is that he's always there, regardless of if you see him or not, or if you're experiencing him or not. He's always pursuing you. He is present. All you ever have to do is just reach out. But I'm telling you, there there is something, though, about just me saying the words, God, what am I missing here? How do you want me to show up? God, she's your daughter. You made her. Help me to understand what's going on right now. There, there's just something about that that just, it settles me. E- even if I'm super stirred up or really triggered, it, it, there, there's a way in which just going to God, there's a way in which that, that calms me down. And that's always going to be a benefit within the relationship. Well, I think that's really good insight. And uh, here at Focus on the Family, Greg and Aaron and the whole marriage team have devoted a lot of time to having resources for you, to um, addressing the things that affect so many marriages. And uh, we'll point, of course, to the book by the Hortons, Enter the Ring. It's going to give you some healthier perspective in the midst of your differences. And we'll send that your way for a gift of any amount to Focus on the Family today. Uh, And if you need more help, we'll connect you with somebody on our counseling team. Our number is 800-A-FAMILY, or you can donate and find resources online, and the uh, details are in the show notes. Please remember to leave a review of these podcasts on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, and uh, just know your feedback helps us get the word out. Um, And thanks in advance for doing that. Well, for Greg and Aaron and the rest of the team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.